welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Michael Zibovich. Hi. And today we are here to talk about Dynasty QBs and the QBs in this rookie draft. And we all know, unless you play in a 2QB Superflex League, that the QB position is one of the most undervalued, unappreciated positions in all of Dynasty fantasy football. You need an elite talent quarterback to win it all, and it is one of the most important positions on the team. But then again, it's the most easiest position to obtain. And this year, we still see the same... uh, you know, trend that we mostly see our first quarterback didn't go until the second round of our most recent dynasty nerds rookie draft. And that was Johnny Manziel that went number one, who was not the first quarterback taken in this draft. So let's start there. Let's go down this draft order. We'll talk about a couple of these guys. There's not a whole lot to talk about after we get to a certain point, but let's talk about these guys. Nonetheless, Blake Bortles, the third overall pick in the NFL draft, six, five, two, 32. He's a little raw. He's a big NFL quarterback with typical size who's light on his feet. Smart, he's smart. And he maneuvers really well, and he can escape the pocket. Um, he makes great plays. I mean, with his, you know, he has a really strong arm. Um, he, he really thrives on those short, intermediate throws. And he was 22-5 and five as, a starter, as a starter. I mean, he beat Baylor. Um, they were number six in the Fiesta Bowl. And, you know, I mean, he's going to Jacksonville where they're building a really nice good young nucleus over there. I like what they're doing. He threw for 3,581 yards uh, in his career, you know, last year, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions was 67.8% completion rate uh, percentage. I like portals. Um, I th- you know, he has a size, he moves well on his feet. It's a boring comparison to say, Hey, he reminds me of big Ben, but that's kind of comp that I would give him to. Um, just a big body receiver that throws a really good ball and he moves well. And again, He's going to need some time. He'll probably start the season backing up Chad Henney. But, again, I like what they're doing in Jacksonville. I like the, the offense that they're building with Mark Easley, Allen Robinson, Cecil Shorts. He's going to have some good weapons down the road. They're definitely putting the pieces around him to um, succeed. I think it's going to take him a little while. Um, and, I mean, he's got a little bit of consistency issues. But, I mean, he's going to get every chance. He was the third pick in the draft. So, I, I think as far as that goes, it. it He's a solid pick in Dynasty just from that perspective. He's going to get chances. So, Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The one thing about Bortles just kind of coming out of nowhere, you know, be, be probably like halfway through the seasons where, where he started getting his name, you know, the name recognition nationally. It's a little bit tougher. Uh, the, like the, the high, the resume is a little bit shorter than guys like Manziel, Bridgewater, Murray, Logan Thomas, AJ McCarron you know, Taj Boyd, like guys like that. So, but being drafted third overall and he's got the prototypical, you know, size that you want. It seems like Jacksonville's might be turning things around. They had a good draft this year. What do you know? You draft a quarterback and you give him some offensive weapons, like some, what a concept. Yeah. What a concept. So I, I like what they're doing. You know, I, I would endorse taking Blake Bortles. I, you know, I, I think he's he, my, be good. Th- he's my third QB in this draft. Right, uh, my, uh, I think he's my second. So. He's, he's my third also, but I, he's still a solid pick. Who do you have me. first, Mike? Teddy B? Teddy Bridgewater. And you have Manziel third then? Manziel third, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I like Blake too, and you know, having him, uh, having him that late for me is, I mean, third again, it's right there in the third round. I give for me, I'm not taking a quarterback until the third round. Um, that's just that's just me. I mean, again, the third in, round in, of your rookie in, draft, in, right? in this rookie draft, right? You know, most years I'll take one of these good quarterbacks in the second round, but in this year the talent's just it's so plentiful. The one guy I'd consider, and guys, it's probably like a little homerism in me, is Johnny Manziel. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is my number one quarterback coming in, but I've kind of moved Manziel up to that area too, just because of his opportunity for, uh, you know, rushing and just his big playability. But again, I'm not taking a quarterback that high and I like Bortles, but I put, I honestly, I have Bortles, Bridgewater and Manziel, like all clumped in there together. And we saw that in our dynasty nerds rookie draft that we had a run. They all went, you know, besides Manziel who Josh took with the third pick in the, Second round, in the third round, they literally they all went in order: Derek Carr, Bortles, Bridgewater. I picked two ten, and I almost took Bridgewater, uh, and I did not. And I ended up getting Carr in the third round, which is fine. You know, I think like, you know that that works out for me as well. Um, but like, I have I personally have Bortles ahead of Manziel just because like I think Bortles has a chance like I think Manzel could be if he's good will be better than Blake Bortles I think but I also think at the same time Manzel could flame out and if he flames out it's going to be a quick death man I you know where Bortles I think will probably be will probably hang around for a while I I don't know I agree I mean that's a good point because like Manzel you'll know what you got it with him within the first like two years Right, exactly. Where Blake Bortles, he's the starter in Jacksonville probably for the next four years. Right, exactly. He's going to be there for four years. More of a project. Yes. So they're going to they're going to build the team around him. They're going to let him grow with his rookie wide receivers. Him, you know, Gus Bradley is probably going to be there for a while. So they're all going to grow together. So yeah. So it does make sense that Bortles is. But I have him ranked back to back. So I mean, it just depends if you want that straight line. Like, hey, I'm going to go with the guy that has the the long-term, maybe more consistency where Manziel's either, to me, is going to be really friggin' awesome or he's going to friggin' suck. I'm not sure quite what he's going to be. Yeah, so Blake Bortles, I mean, again, if you now if you were, if you were in a 2QB Superflex League, then this guy's a first-round pick. If not, late second, third. Let me ask you guys a question. Um, Blake Bortles, do you guys, what do you guys see him as like his long-term projection? Because, I mean, like Rich was saying in the opening, I mean, you really, you either want to get one of these elite quarterbacks or then there's kind of like that group of replaceable QB, QB, yeah, Eli Manning's, like QB2s. Do you see him going past the QB2, like just replaceable type of guy? Or, or where do you guys see the ceiling? I see I QB number. Q- ceiling wise, QB one numbers, and then but I see that I with, could see it. It's just tough to see in Jacksonville because they haven't been good in so long. It's really hard to like envision that. I I I think he has the the potential to be a QB absolutely QB one number. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I think he, I I mean honestly, Bortles, Manzel, Bridgewater, Carr, you know those are the guys I see, and maybe Mettenberger on the low end it can be like solid NFL quarterback like QB once in my eyes. I'm not for whatever reason I'm just not sold on Bortles becoming like the QB one. I think he can be a nice like a nice guy to have on your bench yeah. as your number two quarterback. Right. But I'm not sure you're ever gonna be that that guy's gonna be your top guy and your it's such a hard roster. position to like 
ju- I mean, because there's so many guys that come out, you're like, he's going to be good. And then they just flame out right, completely. Right. So it's such a I hard just, position to judge. I think a guy like, I mean, the next guy that got drafted, Johnny Manziel, he's got, he's got the ability to make big plays with his feet, which I think for dynasty, I mean, for fantasy purposes, kind of pushes him up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, anytime you get a quarterback that can rush, and, you know, again, it's weird because Johnny Manziel is not a blazer. So we're going right. to move right here in the 22nd pick, Johnny Manziel. Um, and, you know, he's not super fast, but he's really elusive and he's really smart and really moves well in the pocket. I mean, in, he took the SEC by storm coming in as a freshman. He was the first freshman to win a Heisman. You know, he's only the fifth NCAA player of all time to throw for 3,000 passing yards as a freshman and rush for 1,000 yards at the same time. And, you know, he makes plays on a run. That's what is that his that's his go to is making plays on a run. But, you know, the NFL that's gonna be different. You know, the defenders are faster. He's gonna have to learn, you know, his one of his biggest knocks is he's always trying to make the big play. In the NFL that's not gonna work. He's gonna have to take what's given to him. He's gonna learn he's gotta learn how to read defenses. And but you know, he's got he's got a strong arm, he's got a strong enough arm. He's really accurate and he's really smart. And this is the thing with quarterbacks like you can tell me a quarterback like Jamarcus Russell coming here to throw 70 yards from his knees. I can care less about that. Right. Nobody throws those deep balls. I want my quarterback to be smart. I want him to get rid of the ball quickly, and I want him to be accurate. I think being accurate is the most important thing to any quarterback. I don't, if you can only throw 20 yards, but you can put it right where it needs to be every time, you're going to be a successful quarterback in this league. And that, Manziel does that well. He had a 69.9% completion rate, you know, uh, record last year. You know, he threw for 4,100 yards. 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and, you know, again, those 13 interceptions is he tries to make those big plays, and he's going for those big plays, and if he could reel that back, I mean, yeah, he's six foot, but that doesn't, I mean, I'm a little less worried about that than most, but he could be a playmaker. Right, he's just going to have to be able to slide and find windows, I mean, referencing the only six foot thing, but yeah, I think I think quarterbacks, they have to have enough arm strength. There is a cutoff point where, you know, where you don't have enough to make NFL throws, like you have to be able to drive the ball to the outside and stuff like that, which I think all these guys, like first four or five guys, really all all do. So I don't think any of these guys that got drafted in the first four rounds have questions about arm strength. So I'm uh, and, and definitely not Johnny Manziel. I think he's good to go in that department. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think he's smart enough, and he has to drive to be great. That, and that's the thing, this kid, you know, he's he's on swans with the bubbly. Right, it's off-field crap that's going to get in the way, I mean, if anything. And yeah, I I'm mean, not... I, don't, I don't know. I just I can honestly see him being terrible. I really can't. I, I don't want, but I can see him being really good, too. It's just, to me, it's a 50-50 gamble, man. He's got to be all in. He really does. I mean, I understand I... he's out partying now, and it doesn't matter, but. I, I think, I, I couple of things that I think about that. I, I think for us personally, I think you in general, you know, just saying if Johnny Manziel was on another team, you would definitely be questioning his work ethic, you know, but people that like the Browns, you're going to stick up for him a little bit more and be like, oh, you know, it's the off season and he's only doing it on the weekends and blah. So I, got- I don't know. I don't know if I, I just, I question his commitment. I, I can see that people might be calling me a homer on this, but I go back to last year when I really started to watch Manziel in college and I really like put a lot of focus, I watched him more than any other tape I watched. Cause I was, I was really intrigued. And I remember saying, you know, I really, he, he's, he turned my opinion around. Cause I thought he was a little cocky, arrogant. I didn't really like the way he played his freshman year. Uh, and he turned me around and 
before the Browns took him, I thought, you know, he had a really good chance to be successful in the NFL. And I remember we were watching the NFL draft here, and I said, you know, it doesn't matter if the Browns take him or not. I think he has a chance to be really good in the NFL. I really do. So I'm a believer in Manziel. I like his cockiness. I, I mean, I don't think he's not somebody I can, I would never be boys with, but I really like, no. his, I like his, I like his cockiness. You know, I like that. I like that. You know, when I see him on the sidelines getting his players pumped and he believes that he can do it in the way he gets out there and makes plays. Like, I like that. He's an exciting QB. And he doesn't I like have it. Mike Evans to fall back on either. Josh Gordon's pretty damn good. Oh, really? Is he playing this year? We don't know. All right. Probably it, not. I mean, it, it kind of, it, it's intriguing me a little bit that just Josh Gordon is taking a long time to come out. So that's, I mean, yeah, but it's so like Ray Rice stuff right. hasn't come out either. His uh, Jim Irsay yeah, stuff. But Ray Rice I mean, they're taking his wife their in time. The face way, I mean, Gordon's drug test came back way. That was way after. Before. Right. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is really drawn out. So it could be if he just missed a drug test, it might only be six games. So and Manziel won't be starting this year anyway. So that's I mean that's that's my take on that. I don't think he's. I think Hoyer beats him out, and I think he starts. So bar an injury, I don't think it's going to really matter anyways. But um, so hey, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Manziel's sweet, and I can't see him being really good. But I just think out of all the guys that we're going to talk on, talk about in like the top four or five, to me, he's like the definitive. There's that line where it's like he's going to be one or the other. My uh, my like major hope, and this is like you know obviously Browns fan hope right here. I mean that once training camp starts, we, we don't see to... we see no more photos of Johnny drinking every single. I mean like yeah. He's on like a that's concerning like a month binge here where like every weekend he's doing something Talking crazy. In a lot of singles, right? Right. I mean, look, eyes half shut, just hammered. You know, Smash. it so, didn't work for Matt Liner, right? I thought exactly. he was. Man. He this, looks exactly like how I looked when I was twenty-one. Right. I mean, yeah, but right. you weren't going. You weren't the first round pick in the NFL draft right. either. I mean, I can't fault the guy for drinking. Right? No, we all drank when we were twenty-one. Right, right. and that and that's <clears> fine. But we all weren't NFL football. We players. We all weren't the faces right. of a billion-dollar yeah. business because if. If you were, you're irresponsible then if you're doing that. Right. And I, I think I think he does that. At the same time, I think he thinks he has a repertoire of Johnny. Like, it's okay. Cause everybody expects me. I'm Johnny Football. People expect this out of me. But I, at the same I time, hope that I see, doesn't take over. You know what I'm saying? I think come training camp, again, I think he puts it together. Okay. I, I don't think we see any more Johnny on TV. And I think he puts it together, and I think it becomes I think becomes a player. I think he's going to sit behind Hoyer, which would be good for him. And if he can learn, de- like learn how to take what's given to him, and learn to read defenses, I think he'll be fine success. Again, he's going somewhere with a really good offensive line, a really good running game, a Pro Bowl tight end, and an all pro wide receiver. So let's see. I mean, we all we're all intrigued by Johnny football. So maybe just to wrap it up, at least on my end, I would say Bortles is a safer pick. Johnny Manziel's a the more boom or bust pick. And I can see and I guarantee more people are gonna take Manziel. Oh, absolutely well, absolutely, because Manziel's the the cooler guy to take. You know, I mean like the name and the everything that's wrapped up in it and Bortles is boring he's definitely the most polarizing quarterback prospect that I can ever recall coming out really Um, but yeah let's move on that's enough of Johnny football talk from us fanatic Browns fans Um, I got out of control quick to Teddy Bridgewater who we all hyped up is our number one quarterback before the draft and again I I had it still blows me away how he slipped so drastically the opinion on him um, after the football season you know after that after that Louisville Bowl game where he looked terrific, it's like, up oh, there he is, Teddy B, number one pick. Sure hope like the Browns get him at four. Right. And he slips to number thirty one to Minnesota, who traded back up to get him. It really all started with his pro day, right? Like he had a bad pro day. Yeah, throwing that's against it. nobody. Right? Yeah, that don't bother me. That's not bothering me. And I'm not I've liked Teddy Bridgewater for a long time. 
I think he tried at that pro day, and I I could be totally wrong, and I never really looked into it any further. But I think he tried to go out and prove people wrong that he can throw without a glove, and it screwed him up. And you know that's just not part of his game. And he throws with a glove. Who big deal? You know, other guys do it, and so just kind of like similar to you know Manziel went out full pads. I think on his pro day, I think he was just trying something, and it totally was just a back. Fire. I agree. And well, I'm not going to let one practice ruin from what I've seen this guy do not at on, all. on TV all year, all year, four interceptions for the season. Dude, yeah, dude's money. I, I love him and I think he's going to be sweet. The encouraging thing that I heard coming out of camp was that his deep ball accuracy is way better than they thought it was. Yeah. I, I mean, I, apparently from his college tape, he used to read defenses short to long. Okay. Which, which didn't give him much time to throw those long passes. I yeah. Mean, you really got to cock back and throw those things. You got to know you're throwing them kind of early. So this is the Louisville offense. You read the field closer, the closer routes and then the longer routes. So he was, he had long, like deep ball accuracy issues, but apparently, I mean, with the Vikings, Norvell's kind of figured that out and they're, they're ironing out some of the kinks there. And I guess he's, I guess he's doing really well. Yeah. Norvell just said he's been outstanding. He said he can make, Norv quote and say said he can make all the throws that he needs to make, and you know, and that's critical. Being a Norv, you know, Norv Turner runs a vertical passing right, offense, right. and he's Norv throws the ball a lot, and Teddy Bridgewater has a solid, very solid chance to open in week one as the starter there. I um, would, I would fully expect that. Yeah, I mean, he's right. I mean, yes, I think so. I, he's I, accurate. He keeps his eyes down the field. You know, he has really good pocket. I just like Teddy Bridge. I think he's going to be successful. Yeah, I, and you don't hear anything, anything negative about him. I just feel, you know, I could be wrong. He could be out on but, swans too, but I picture him just got his nose in the book and he's learning everything and he's going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, people don't know the size because he's 214, you know, 6'2. He's not, he's really skinny, but I mean, that that doesn't. I mean, still, he's he's a quarterback. I mean, he shouldn't be taking a lot of hits in, in, to begin with. So, again, I he's somebody I think is gonna be successful. I mean, I think Norv Turner is a great person to tutelage him. You know, for tutelage, you know, he's got Adrian Peterson for protection. He's got Kyle Rudolph who there I think is gonna take a big jump this year. He's got Cordero Patterson. Agree. He's got the vet and Greg Jennings. Uh, I see him. They could add more weapons next year by a free agency or the draft. You know, they could easily bring somebody in like a you know, Jordy Nelson, maybe next year or something along those lines. But I see this, I see Teddy as being, I don't see him flaming. I really don't. I, I, I think worst case scenario for him, he's just going to be like a low-end quarterback too. Like worst case. I think he's in this league for a long, I think he's a starter in the NFL. I think he's been a Vikings starting for a very long time. I, uh, I mean, on the, on, on my dynasty team, on, on the one that we're all in that we just drafted for, um, I mean, I drafted him. I got him in the third round. I thought it was a complete steal. Oh, a total um, steal. And all I had in that league was is Romo because I traded away. I think I, yeah, I had Eli and I traded him away this this offseason. So all I had was Romo and I had no backup. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is like the most solid guy I could possibly draft because even if he doesn't, right. like you were saying, even if he doesn't produce like, you know, quarterback one type of numbers, I think he's going to be an awesome backup quarterback for the next you know, 10 years, probably a fantasy backup quarter. That's what I'm, yes, yes, yes. A fantasy, like a number two, right. And if, and if he does do well, then boom, he slides right into my, my quarterback of the future when Romo moves on. Yeah. And I'm good to go. I mean, playing at Louisville, I mean, four interceptions on the year, that's tremendous. 
I yeah. I, it shows how smart he is with the football. Right. And he's been doing it it this not just this year, he's did it in the two previous years. And I you know, I, I go on, I've said it before and, you know, just being a product of being that Miami fan, but I think the way he capped off his career against the Hurricanes in that bowl game was just like the icing on the cake, the cherry on top. I mean, dude was perfect that game. Phenomenal perfect. That game. I mean, he, he was a surgeon, jumped man. Over the old line for that caught pass. him up. He was awesome. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a, and again, he's somebody you're going to get very late second, third round. I got, I mean, I got him like eighth pick in the third round. So, I, I mean, that was phenomenal yeah. value. For yeah. Me. I, I, I had I not him. needed, I just, you know, I wanted to take him so bad. I was debating. Yeah. I just need a wide receiver so bad in that league, you know, one more guy. And what happened? I was like, well, I might, I'm just going to roll the dice and maybe like Carl will be there. And he ended up being there. And so I just went that route. But time will tell. I, I think, but Teddy Bridgewater is going to yeah, be sweet. Yeah, big steal. If I, if I needed a QB, I would have taken him at three, three, six. Same thing. I had, you know, in that league, I had Drew Brees, Ryan Tannehill, and Andy Dalton. So it's like, I don't even, I'm not going to worry about quarterback this draft. I'm going to go attack it. You know, it ended up by taking a lot of running backs. But it's like, I'm just like, I'm just going to attack other positions to get value here. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, if you get him in the third round, I agree with Matt. He got a steal there. Um, if any, anywhere you can get a quarterback for the next 10 years, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a load off your back. Not that the, That's how I've been. You know, I've had Drew Brees in, for 11 years in our league. So for 11 years, I've not had to worry about quarterback. And I've, they've literally come by the wayside. Now I have Tannehill. I'm kind of hoping to turn into something. But, that's you know, if you had the Aaron Rodgers, the Andrew Lux, 11 years is a lifetime in fantasy football not to have to worry about a position. Yeah, that's why the quarterbacks go so much later because they're not he, a need. Yeah, I mean, if you got your guy, there's there's no really reason to reach for one because I'm sure there's other pos- positions you're deficient in, and, and that's tons. why you got to take the wide receivers or running back or tight end. Absolutely, even when the quarterback is probably maybe better. And there's tons of guys out there that you could talk about. I mean, you got the Drew Brees, and you know now the Peyton Mans and Tom Brady's you're working about, and like even at Brees, I'm a little bit. You know, he's starting to get to the end of there, but I'm not worried yet, you know. Yeah. But the Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton. Uh, I won't really put RG3 right there. Um, this is the year to know. Right. Yeah. So am I, who am I missing? That's a good enough list, though. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's, well, six. And I, I'm sure some people would say Kaepernick. Possibly, you know, mm. I wouldn't at all. Nah. But I'm just saying. But six, okay, so that's six guys in there. They're like, okay, stud quarterbacks. All right, if you run a 12-man league, that's half your league right there. They don't, aren't even worried about quarterbacks. Right. They aren't even worried about it unless they go best player available. Um, so, yeah, it just shows that that's what so we're talking about earlier. So out of Manziel, Bridgewater, and Bortles, how does your top three go, Rich? Mine would go strictly out of homerism. Manziel <laughs> first. Uh-huh. Only because I have them that close. Like, the yeah. Man, I think Bridgewater is... The better overall QB, yeah. But for fantasy football wise, I'd put Manzel, Bridgewater, Bortles. Okay, Matt. Uh, Bridgewater, Manzel, Bortles. Okay, I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, I have Bridgewater just like slotted a maybe like five slots higher than uh, somewhere in that range, but like five slots higher than uh, Bortles, and then right after that, I have Manzel back to back. So, so close. yeah, they're all they're all really close. I'm Real close, team, yeah. yeah. But that's like yeah, out of that's my total that was my total right. big draft big board on all positions so well the next guy who you ended up with 
uh, taken. Now this is a guy the Raiders loved apparently. Yeah. He and he's doing one. he's doing good. He yeah. just got promoted number two. Already. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, Matt Schaub's Matt not much Schaub, competition. Yeah. Time's um, a ticking. You know, Carr. You know, he can make all the throws. He's excellent velocity on his ball. You know, he's made some really big time throws. He has really good deep ball accuracy. I mean, he could you know he can air it out sixty yards and drop it right in there on the numbers for a receiver. So, I mean, he's got the arm. He's he's got he's got the velocity. It's just you know he stares down his receivers a little bit. Um, he's really really bad under pressure. That's what I was gonna say. I was waiting to see if you actually said it or not, but. Yeah, he's got a little bit of that Blaine Gabbert syndrome, which oh. really makes me nervous. God, that's no, that's an ugly. Like comparison. basically, just craps his pants when there's pressure. <laughs> so, as long as they can get that and you know work that out of him here in training camp, I think he'll be. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think he'll be all right. Well, that'd be bad news if he starts opening next. That that Raiders offensive line is not looking too hot right now. So, um, it, 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 I think for Carr, best situation for him is he does sit behind Matt Schaub this year, and he does sit it out because they really lack a lot of talent on that Raiders offense right now, and they should let him sit, and they should really address that, you know, offense, the receiver situation that they have in these guys like, you know, Rod Streeter and Jerron Kreiner and Denarius Moore and see what they have in those guys. Get get an established. James Jones. James Jones. I forgot. James Jones is injured. Right. Oh, is he? Yeah, just, he's busted up his shoulder or something, man. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be out until, I think, Training camp? Or oh, like, really? Yeah, okay. Like, it must have missed that. Doesn't shock me at all. No, he's always getting nicked up, man. So I mean, it's a, and then you'll know, build around because they're gonna. He's gonna get his shot. He's gonna be the Oakland Raiders starting quarterback at some point for sure. And I think the Raiders' best interest would be you know Barn Schaub just comes out and does what he does best and throw interceptions to everybody, and you know let Carr sit and then put more talent around him next year. You know because even the running back situation and Latavius Murray is a big question mark. They got McFadden, who who he if he stubs his toe, he's out for six months, and then Maurice Jones Drew, who's definitely going to help out the running game as well. But again, the receivers are kind of big question mark, um, even with James Jones. And I like James Jones, but again, it's just it's just Oakland right now is just I don't want anybody on any of their I don't want any of their fantasy players on my team starting. There's it's like you know if you have MJD, I guess go ahead but with that offensive line and not not having to worry about the receivers or quarterback it's not a good spot yeah i i agree i mean it's 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 tough to rely on any of those guys at this point i'm mjd's old and car's just a big question mark i, mean, I there's just touchdowns eight interceptions really it's really impressive that's awesome know? Throwing for five thousand yards and 50 touchdowns that's awesome i think awesome in this stats. i think in this draft like it the cutoffs at Derek Carr, and i would not be surprised though three years from now, I think he could easily, he, he could be the best quarterback of the bunch. Could it be. wouldn't surprise me. No, not, not. Mm. not I think any a, one of those four could be. Because I think the first three are ahead me. of him. Would it really? Yeah. Ah, a, I if think he was they're... the best of the class, it would surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if he was good, but if he was the best in the class, that would surprise yeah, me. I'm not just saying that because I draft him. I just think that's the cutoff. And like, I, I think just the way, no, nah, it's like uh, one of those things where it's like, hey, you never know 100% who's good and who's not going to be good. So I just think, like, say, for example, Jimmy Garoppolo ended up being the best quarterback, I would be friggin' surprised. You know what I mean? But if some, you know, Blake Bortles was the best or Bridgewater, man, none of the, it wouldn't surprise me. I think, I, I think I, if I had to tier them, yeah. I, would, I would tier the top three, Blake Bortles, right. Johnny Manziel, Bridgewater, and then I would have David Carr and Garoppolo in a separate tier. Okay. And I put, I say for me, I'd put Menberger in that tier, too. That you guys mentioned that that second tier yeah. guys, yeah, I mean, 
Carr is I, I do just because again, guy the way he looks under pressure is so is scary, you know. It just it almost makes me want to even touch him because again, Matt that like Blaine Gabbert comparison is awesome, and again it just again that could be fixed easily in the NFL with the right coaching, um and psychiatrist. Well, hey man, I don't know, man. I feel like if you if you crap yourself under pressure, you you know you're gonna crap yourself under pressure forever. No, there's no way he's oh, yeah. as bad as Blaine Gabbert. No, and, and there's no way he's man. Blaine Gabbert's the worst I, first I, round or one of the worst see, quarterbacks I've ever. I seen. agree. I thought Blaine Gabbert was gonna be bad coming out, and when he went to Jacksonville, and then but Derek Carr does. I think he does. He doesn't. He has some upside. I I like again. I like his arm. He's a really strong arm, man. Yeah, I think he's gonna be good. Man. Whatever. Well, man. I mean. Okay, I know this is kind of weird comparison, you know, because they're brothers. But what happened to David Carr? Yeah, they had no offensive line. The that, same thing that and, happened. To and Tim what Couch. happened? Yeah. He, he got crushed, and man. He started crapping himself. And ah, he, couldn't, he couldn't play the same anymore. Same thing that happened. That they put a crappy teams team are around. Hard to judge. Yeah, dude. I understand that. Like, I know that's why I said like it's it's a tough comparison. But it, dude, it is a brother. I mean, they they do share. Uh, I'm same, not. I some of the same genes there. I'm not know. gonna fault him. I think. I'm not going to fault him based off of that's like saying like, oh, you can't ever draft Alabama quarterbacks because they're no good in the NFL. Each case is different. And I'm not I would I'm not going to make any comparisons with his brother. But I think David Carr should have and could have been good had he went to any other team. Just like similarly to Tim Couch, they just got crushed, man. You just got killed. They set the season sack records, you know during that time just getting murdered back there yeah i don't know and, and, i mean honestly Derek carr does kind of find himself in that somewhat situation right, too. right. so again he's, as long as yeah, he gets his offensive line it's terrible team, yeah man. it might as well be <laughs> <laughs> let's move right. on to the next guy i mean so Derek carr is in our uh for mike he's top four so he's up there for me and matt he's in our second tier grade uh i think Third round where Matt Mike got him late third round's a good spot for yeah, him. Yeah, three ten. Yeah, right around there. Um again, if one of those other three were available that late, I'd definitely jump on them. But I definitely have Derek Card number four on my board. He's yeah, he's he's still the fourth rated guy, I think I might or maybe I had Garoppolo above him. I can't remember. Let's they were on. pretty close though. Let's move on to Garoppolo. New England, you know, they use their second round pick, the second sixty second overall on Garoppolo, you know, six two twenty six. Obviously he's gonna be sitting for a while. Has one of the quickest releases in the draft. Um, and you know, but he has small hands. He's good, but very he's very good accurate. You know, his accuracy is really good on the short. Small hands rods. smells like cabbage. Is he a carny? He could be a carny. All right. Uh, put up really good numbers at Eastern Illinois, and I and I know we talked about this before. Like if if Jimmy Garoppolo gets a start and Tony Romo is still playing, it's still gonna blow my mind. It'll be two starting quarterbacks in the NFL from Eastern Illinois. It'll never happen. Not happen. Now Tom Brady's gonna play for another yeah, eight years. Exactly. Yeah, Tony Romo's just... almost dead. I don't know. Garoppolo's one of those guys I'm forced to rank, but I'm just not. I He's not going to play anytime soon. I don't even think he's going to be the successor in New England. 5,000 yards, 50, you know, they'll 53 find, touchdowns. They'll draft some. You. No, not that it doesn't. What, what, what do you think? Is he going to beat out Tom Brady? No, but I think I think, I think think that Tom Brady plays maybe an, at max another three years. Garoppolo's on a four-year contract. So if you draft, where does Garoppolo get drafted in a rookie draft? Like in a dynasty or like for a rookie fourth, draft, fourth, fifth round, okay, around there. I agree. And to I, a Tom I, Brady owner, yeah, I don't think you're losing much by getting yeah. him there. You know, right. he's a good. I mean, he's going. He's going to a place where he's gonna be coached up by Bill Belichick. 
one of the greatest coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. He's going to be under Tom Brady's wing, which did really good for you know made Brian Hoyer look for good for a couple good games. We have no idea what's going on with Ryan Mallett. We'll find out when he goes play somewhere else. Uh, but again, they put they use a second round pick on him, so they do like him. And you know, it's not like he just they just took a, used a pick on him to say okay, just in case Brady gets hurt, which definitely is a situation. But uh, you know, I think when they took Mallet, they you know Mallet was an insurance. I feel like Grappolo could be somebody that they really consider, you know, the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Now, when I say heir apparent, it's like, okay, this is our guy. He's a for, the for sure thing, but he will get, you know, I think by, I think they probably, you know, they think Brady will play for another two to three years. Garoppolo's on a four-year contract. They'll let him come in. If he does really well, boom, he gets paid. And he's the future. He comes in, he does bad, boom, they draft, you know, they have a higher draft pick. They use that on a quarterback and they move on. And they let him walk. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the story will be told in the next couple of years. If the Patriots draft another guy, then obviously they don't like what they see. But I think the idea is that he'll be the guy for the future. I mean, he's in a really good spot. He's, you know, Aaron Rodgers went to Green Bay late first round. This, you know, he's a late second round, but still in this draft, that's still in this deep of a draft. That's pretty good. And he's going to sit, you know, he's going to sit behind Brady. He's got a good coach. So I think he is in a good situation. He's going to sit down. He's on a good team. He's going to learn a lot. So if he does have the talent that we think he, you know, like he, he showed really well to East West Shrine game and he has this really good release, which I think is really important. Uh, he has a shot. And if he comes in and he plays well, you know, obviously he's going to need some talent. He's one of those quarterbacks who probably needs some talent around him, but I think he does have a shot. I think he's worth, he's draftable in your rookie league. I would take him in the fifth round. What I like to see is like he went to the East West Shrine game. He did so well there that they invited him to the Senior Bowl. He came in late and adjusted to that and did well. So every time this guy like steps up his competition, he adjusts to it. And, and hopefully, you know, you, you hope that the next step up is, you know, obviously, you know, training camp and preseason. Real like deal that, that, he just, that he just keeps stepping up his game in, incrementally. And, and, you know, eventually he'll be the guy, you know, once Brady's done. And yeah, I guess I would in just, three years. I guess I'd just be more excited if you had a different landing spot. I just, just don't. It's, it's your. I mean, it's a, an extreme long term right. investment. So, so that does you're Garoppolo making. have a chance to be a QB one? Hmm. I would just say. Yeah, if it's, I mean, if he's in New England, I think it's going to be so hard to tell. It's going to be so right. far down the road. I think it's a like, long term investment for sure, and and it could pay off. I mean, oh, if he could, stays there yeah. in New England, yeah, if you get him late, if you that, get him late in the draft, then yeah, right. so be it. But you're sitting on him a long time. Oh, you're, yeah, for three years at least. I mean, right. he's going to be eating up a roster spot like eating rods, eating up a roster spot yeah, on, my, somebody, on my team right now. Yeah, and how annoying is that? So there is annoying. Yeah, and like coming out, I guarantee you are pumped up about Ryan Mallett. Who I who wouldn't have been pumped up by Ryan Mallett? I like Ryan Mallett coming out. Yeah. I so I drafted all... him knowing that it was going to be a long term investment, and and yeah. I had that long term view, and that's why it stinks right now that he's you know still backing up Tom Brady, but. I'm still going to hold on to him and, and hope that he goes somewhere next year, and that will hopefully finally be when it pays off. So we'll move on, and we'll say that Garoppolo has a, a, a small 50-50. I'd say 50-50 be a, uh, a starting quarterback. If you draft him, just expect it to be a long-term project. There's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Okay, moving on. To Logan Thomas, who was taken in uh, the fourth round, which kind of shocked me here, um, uh, the 120th at all, because I, I was not really, you know, 
Thomas is a big guy, 6'6", 248. You know, he's athletic, very athletic with a very strong arm. He's just not accurate at all. And Bruce, totally not accurate. And Bruce Arians came out and said, hey, I, which is weird because he had, uh, you know, no, it's not weird. I mean, his, his, his completion percentage was 56.5%. So he's you know, almost 50, 50 on his throws. But, I mean, Arians said, when Arians came out, he said, I can fix his. It's like one of the first things he said, like his accuracy issues, issues don't scare me. I can fix it. I see what's wrong. I can fix it. It was all in his footwork. He's got terrible, sloppy footwork. And that's why sometimes you, he'll throw these beautiful passes that you're like, yes, that's a first-round pick type of quarterback. And then the next three passes will be Aaron passes that look terrible. I mean, he peaked in his sophomore year. Right. But yeah. hopefully with some better coaching, hopefully yeah, and take it. it. Hey, if, if if Arians is telling the truth and he can fix it, then, our, then a yeah. QB guy. Because Logan Thomas showed flashes in his sophomore year, like this guy is right. a, a top five pick in the NFL draft. And then his last two seasons were absolutely, they're, te- they're terrible. I watched him so many times. I was, this guy, he stinks, man. What a guy that like should be so good. And he's not, he's, I don't know. I mean, he threw double-digit touch, double-digit interceptions for the last three seasons. So, I mean, he's he's a, been a pick machine. He's not accurate. Again, I mean, he's going to a good spot because you know he's going to sit behind Carson Palmer. He's got Bruce Arians as a coach, and it seems like he might get a shot. But again, he's a fourth-round QB. This is the thing with the QBs. Most if you, if you're not a first-round pick or a high second-round pick in QB. A lot of these guys don't really come out and find success anyways. So, I mean, almost everybody we're talking about here has a good chance to be a backup quarterback. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, like a true, like an NFL backup right. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, I like Mettenberger again, and I think he, he fell because of the ACL tear. And I think that's the only reason he fell as far as he did. But besides Derek Carr and, I mean, okay, now, besides Jimmy Garoppolo, I ain't touching any of these guys. And they were about to, like, hit on. Not any of them. Well, I snagged Tom Savage, the next guy up. I mean, yeah, I snagged him with you. the very last pick. Yeah, uh, like, I like I like that pick. Sixth round, eighth pick, and you know it was one of those things where they have nobody there this year. So I could see Tom Savage by the end of this year starting. Like in in February, I was like, oh man, Tom Savage is a sneak guy, last right. round pick, someone I was thinking about. And then all of a sudden, like the media hype was going crazy, and then there was talks of him going like in the second round or maybe even a late first, it was like, go, it was getting out of control. And then I was thinking, God, this guy's going to just get overdrafted. So then I was off the bandwagon and then come around draft time again, you drafted him right before, before I wanted to take him with our last pick in the sixth round. I, right. I, there, I think I would take Savage. You know, I was back on, I'm back on board. You I know. know I, rem- for I remember Dynasty. picking him and you were swearing at yeah. me because I was sitting right next to you. Yeah. Like, Mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Savage to me, I mean, I, I get, I get the pick in the sixth. I mean, there's, like I said, when you get that far in the draft, there, you have nothing to lose. Nothing's a bad pick that late. Yeah, because I think he's going to, he'll end up starting. With he'll Ryan get some Fitzpatrick, start. he'll get the only person ahead of him. Right. Yeah, he'll, he'll get start some by starts. Then. Whereas you can't say that about pretty much any of the other guys. You're not really sure. See, Mike, you really put me off on Tam Savage because I didn't really know a lot about him when all the hype came out. And then when you get, because Mike followed him, if you listen to one of our old podcasts when we break down the QBs, Mike gave a really good analysis of him because Mike followed him. And just like you, you, mere, you made him out to me like he's just like a really weak per, like he doesn't take criticism well, you know, all that flip flop right. schools and things like that. And, right. I mean, I understand, you know, Greg Shano is not easy guy to work with and stuff, but the way, the way he finished his college program and stuff, it didn't. I don't know, man. It just—he's just one of those guys that I'm just like, eh. like, like the talent is 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 there. 
He's got the arm talent. Right. So is Logan um, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think, like, I, don't know, I just saw a lot of Logan Thomas that I just didn't like, like many years no, I of I mean, Logan I'm going to say that's why I put, you know, Tom Savage. I, and, I, and I agree with you guys. He does have a shot. I mean, for, for a six-round guy, like, if you're talking about Tom Savage in the fourth round, then I'm not into it. Yeah. Like, because you were just saying, like, oh, the rest of the guys I'm not into. And that's where I was just stepping up and saying, well, no, I kind of like Tom Savage only because for a six-round pick, I think you'll see some starts out of him. And maybe he proves that he's it was, good. It was funny, too, because, you know, all that hype going into Tom Savage, like, he might be a high second-round pick and then where he ends up. So. Right. So Tom Savage. Well, he went right where he should probably should have gone as right. a developmental type yeah, of quarterback. Exactly. So Tom Savage is obviously draftable. You guys are saying he's draftable. I he's draftable. Draft yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I got him in the sixth round. It's yeah. like right. If you get anyone to hit in the sixth round, it's, it's and just the only crazy. reason I'm talking him up is only because you're like, hey, after whatever guy, you're like, I don't like any of them. Right. Right. That's right. where I was. Well, just they're like, all well, worth. Yeah, I guess you know, for a QB, you know, if you get one in the sixth round, like one of these guys, like a Logan Thomas, Tom Savage, Zach Mettenberger, then yeah, it's worth it because they pan out and you hit pay dirt on them. But most of these guys aren't going to pan out. But yes, it's worth a gamble. You know, we buy a lottery tickets. No, we're probably not going to win, but it's fun to think about. Right, exactly. So, um, next was uh, taken was Aaron Murray after that in the fifth round by right. the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I know we talked about when we did our QB show a couple months ago. I'm not really big on Aaron Murray. I mean, he's six foot two hundred seven. I know he set con- you know conference records in passing yards and touchdowns. And he was a four year starter and all, and he's accurate, but. I mean, he's small. His arm's weak. I think he. I think. I think. Again. I mean, I don't think he's a horrible, horrible Q, QB. I just think he's a lifetime backup. I agree. Get the baseball cap ready. Yeah. I mean, and you're probably right. But Alex Smith, I think, is on his last year of his contract. So if he yeah. does, if he does anything, he'll get a shot at least. Right. And if you, yeah, you'll either know right after the first year. So if you take him late, like say fifth, sixth round whatever he goes six they just say six round you'll know after this year if he's worth keeping on your roster mm-hmm. so it's not i don't know it's like not something you're sitting on like in that abyss like should i keep holding on to him or not like you'll know right away and it, it, it he it, might get a chance he I'm might going, be all right i'm going against my criticism before like all big arm but you know as long as you're accurate and smart and that's what murray is it's just he's I, a player man i don't know i, I kind of i like him I don't know what it is about him, man. Coming out of Georgia, I just I wasn't, and I know he got hurt, but it's I'm just not really big on him. I think he, to me, when I just see him, I just again, I just see a lifetime back, like a, a solid guy that you can put in there. You know, like what's a good backup? Somebody that comes in there and he, he plays. You know, he's gonna come in there a game. He's gonna win you a game because somebody didn't plan for. It, he's gonna look good. He's gonna play three, four games. He's gonna win you two. He's gonna lose you two. Yeah, a NFL backup. Yeah, you're talking about. exactly. Right. Oh, I, yeah, which means I think he has zero. Well, fantasy then value. zero fantasy value. Yeah. Same thing by the you know next guy, AJ McCarron. Backup, backup quarterback. That's what I see him as. Me yeah, too. Yeah, I, I, I like a backup NFL quarterback. And he's yes. almost. In, it's really weird. They went back to back picks. He won't get a. He won't get a shot. But they went back to back picks. Yeah. Andy Dalton. You know, there's rumors coming out that are going. You know, about like eh, they might not be so confident in Andy Dalton. I don't think anything happens because I'm just saying. But you know, yeah. I think that's a negotiation tactic. Yeah, personally, I, yeah. It's I, funny though. Like Alex Smith and Andy Dalton are like kind of close quarterbacks. You know, and then. McCarron, I know McCarron, you know, he's 6'3", but still, I mean, him and, I, I have the exact same feeling about McCarron and Aaron Murray. I guess if I had to take one, I'd probably take Aaron Murray, I guess, if I had to take one. But in, under that same, under those same, under that premise, though, 
Aaron Murray has a chance has at least has a chance because Alex Smith may not be re-signed in Kansas City. Okay. So he might have a chance after this year. I don't think there's any way that McCarron ever starts over Andy Dalton. Or I don't think but, Andy Dalton's going to stay in Cincinnati. What if they? What if the same thing happens this year in Cincinnati and the Bengals are like, you know what, Andy Dalton? I mean, he's a solid quarterback, but he's not the, like we need to win. He's not a solid quarterback. And now, granted, I don't know. Well, AJ McCarron's going to get us there, but you know they can't come to contract terms because you know you know his contract's almost up, and he's sitting there asking for twenty million a year and like, sorry, nerd. You know, we're giving you fifteen million a year. He's like, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna test free agency. I think that if that scenario plays out, then they're gonna draft a quarterback in the first right, round. Exactly. Ryan draft- Mallett, the Bengals, right, exactly. Ryan Mallet, the starter of the Cincinnati Bengals. They're not gonna use AJ McCarron. The the yeah, they won't use AJ McCarron. I think like he doesn't have a chance to play. And I'm just I mean, it's just really that's like a long again, I don't I just said I think it's a lifetime backup, so that's yeah, a right, right, right. shot. Um, the next guy though, I do think has a shot. Like out of all, I, on my big board, I put Zach Mettenberger ahead of, I take him ahead of everybody all the way up until right after Jimmy Garoppolo is where I'd have him ranked personally. Um, again, Mettenberger, 6'5", 224, really big arm, good accuracy. And he's a pure pocket passer. I mean, he's not moving anywhere. He's got lead feet. Um, and I know he's over his ACL. But I mean, this guy—he's—he's he's got talent, man. He—he he really does. I—I I liked what I saw on tape from him. I did. And you could beat out Locker pretty easily. That's yes. exactly. I was leaning into yeah. Mike to just say that exact same thing. He's a good situation. He's going to sit because they're going to give Locker his chance. So he's going to sit, and I think Locker does fail. And so next year, they're like, "Hey, you know, right, Locker's for sure going to fail. Mettenberger's going to get a chance." So he's like, when we're talking about gambles, like he's somebody I'd rather gamble. I don't remember where he went in a rookie draft, but he's somebody I like to gamble on. Yeah, so like there is guys down low, low that you would maybe date, you would take a shot on that. Yeah, but I've been saying Mettenberger five times. Since yeah, I guess podcast, that's true. Guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's one. He that's why I said he's that one guy. I said besides these other guys, besides Mettenberger, right. he's the one guy I would take a gamble. Yeah. On. The rest of these guys: David Fails, Keith Wenin, <laughs> Taj Boyd, <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. Exactly. I mean, Gilbert's. You know, I mean, he's six foot, two twenty two. Wenin's going to Baltimore. They, he, yeah, none of these guys. I mean, I've I've read a lot. I mean, I'm I'm not I haven't done a lot of. Uh, you're gonna say David Fails, right? Yeah, I've read a lot of like you know things on Twitter about him and stuff like that. That you know he fell into a good situation and blah blah blah. The one so, thing I like about him is his accuracy. That's the uh, one thing I'll say about him. Apparently, Jimmy Clausen's been doing really well. Yeah, I've stuff. been seeing that. I so, read that too. Yeah, so obviously that's fake. So, it, it's got to be shorts looking well. Yeah, it's, like, either, it's either they're just coming out with all these just, just BS, positive BS yeah, type like, of stuff to coming out of. You're probably right because I've been. I was like, Jimmy Clausen's looking good. Right. That's the one thing that sucks about being like it's such a football fanatic. Like any of these news, like, everybody looks good in OTAs. You hear about stuff like that. Like I heard Jimmy Clausen look good in shorts with a red jersey throwing the ball yeah, and wide right. open receivers. Um, so again, I mean, we all, like we said, these quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks, no matter the first overall pick is a 50, 50 shot right out the get go. Um, but there's some talent here. There's definitely some value again. You know, we all agree that Blake Bortles draft them, Johnny Manziel, get him while he's hot. Teddy Bridgewater, you guys, you know, Mike, he's number one on your board. All right. Matt, Me too. Yeah. On Matt's board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Derek Carr. Definitely, definitely draftable. Garoppolo, we get, you know. Long-term. Long-term, yeah, long-term project. And then, you know, Logan Thomas, Aaron Murray, E.J. McCarron, 
you know, I'd take Mettenberger in the fifth round personally. But, you know, the rest of those guys, if you have the last pick and you can't decide on, you know, like, something, I mean, I guess I'd rather take one of those guys than, like, a Lake Seastrunk. Like, out of those ones that you listed, I would probably, like, guys that I think would get their chance out of Aaron Murray, Logan Thomas, Mettenberger, McCarron, and Tom Savage, I would think Mettenberger and Tom Savage probably have the best chance to, I agree. you know, see the field. So, under that premise, now, whether or not they're good is a whole other right. story. But if you want to take a guy at the end of the draft that might actually see the field, because plenty of times, if you look at our drafts, we draft guys that never see the light of day. At yes. least that's a chance. I think Mettenberger and Savage will get on the field. So give me one. Which Okay, Mettenberger, Savage, who do you take? I, I think I, I would. Oh, I th- oh, God, that's so tough, man. Let him, I would look. take Tom Savage. Matt? I would take Tom Savage too. I mean, I drafted him. Um, I, I think he's just, I think he's got a slightly better situation, a clearer path to see the field this year, and that's really, you know, what I'm looking for. If 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 he stinks, I'll be able to move on quickly from him. If he's yeah, if he's good, I'll know I can hold on to him. You know, right, so. minimal investment. I think like right. at the end of the day, like I don't like Locker either, but I think Locker's better than Fitzpatrick. So it's like. You know, just looking at it, maybe I think Savage has an easier shot to see the right. field. There's I mean, no... the worst, the worst, the thing I hate the most is like having to make a decision on a, a rookie guy that, you know, two years down the road that has not played at all. Cause I mean, it's such an uneducated decision you're making. I mean, at least I feel like Tom Savage will give you a little bit of information. Basically. I feel like it just stinks you're wasting like so much. Yeah. <laughs> they're just talking about these late round QBs that so many of them are just backups. But, yeah. And we're probably wasting our time doing it, but I just want to reiterate just cause I was like slamming savage before, but it was just based off of all that media hype, pushing him up to the top. I think he did end up settling out right where he needed to be right. How it should a last round pick might see the field worth taking a shot on versus Joe Schmo from Topeka State wide receiver that'll probably never play. Yeah, and if you if you have questions about uh Tom Savage, uh if you look up go to dynastynerds.com and check out Mike's article on Tom Savage that he wrote a month ago. It's really good. It's really informative. It gives you all the information you need on Tom Savage Tom Savage. I thought it was a really good article. I remember I remember our editor uh, when he sent it back over to put it up on the study, he was like, I can't believe somebody had that much to say about Tom Savage. And I'm like, hey, man, guy knows what he's talking about. That's why he's a professional. <laughs> uh, so, okay, 10 years from now, we look back at this draft. Who is the most successful quarterback out of this draft 10 years from now? Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. I hope it's Johnny. I mean, I hope it's Johnny Manziel. <laughs> For my own selfish yeah, right. Browns, you know, backing it's reasons. One time, it's just one thing I can't get, let my homerism get over me. I just, I got it. I, I'm just praying to God that we finally got it right and Johnny's the man. But if I, if I had to put money on it, I would pick, if I had to put my money on it, I would put, put it on Teddy's card. I mean, number. for me, it's like, I, I always liked Teddy Bridgewater. Same, like, same realm of loving Sammy Watkins for a few years. I just, like, I hope Teddy Bridgewater does good. I'm a fan. It's like, him and Watkins are my two favorite prospects from this draft. So, I hope they do good. I, I'm rooting for him. I yeah, hope he's good. Jordan Matthews is my favorite prospect, I think, out of this draft. That's a guy yeah. who just, he went right before That's me before a- I picked, and I was so, I mean, I got Brandon Cooks, so I'm happy about it, but I was just so heartbroken, because I really... I really want. I think he's going to be so good. Yeah, I really. And do. I was just reading somewhere he's getting first team reps now. I that too. I don't know if that's the fake. Hey, we're all putting out all optimism right now, <laughs> okay. you know. But 
um, yeah, I, I found that interesting. I think he's going to be good too. Yeah. So I mean, those are the QBs. Again, I mean, if you're in a two QB flex league, a lot of those guys we talked about are going to be first round picks, second round picks. If not, there's some good value to be had. Uh, same thing next year. There'll be some more guys coming out with the Mariotas and Brett Hunleys and Jameis Winston's. So uh, though the Winston keeps saying he's staying for two years, I'm not buying it. I don't trust a guy that steals crab legs. Right. I mean, so, he said that. You know, he said that after the championship game that he was going to stay two years. I was like, I called BS. Yeah, how you going to stay in college you know? when you can't afford to go to the grocery store? I mean, he's exactly. I would love to be. I would love to get a media pass to that session too when he gets drafted, <laughs> and then, you know, he does his introductory press conference. You know, say he goes to you know wherever, like the Jets. And, you know, the Jet, I guarantee, like that'd be a perfect spot. Like a Jet reporter, like Jameis Winston. How does it feel that now that you could afford crab legs? Right, exactly. <laughs> man. Uh, so yeah, I mean, good value here in quarterbacks. Um, again, if you want to check out our rankings, get on DynastyNerds.com where we have up to date rankings all the time. Check out our rookie rankings our position rankings and our top overall 200 rankings and just check it out for uh great daily articles because we do update daily with some good stuff on there so check it out and we will be talking to you guys next week where we address another position the tight end position and uh i know we were supposed to i know last week we said we we're gonna address the tight end position this week but mike said it was so boring he couldn't do it um, wow. <laughs> I'm putting, All right, words, I'll, I'm putting yeah. words in Mike's mouth. I'll uh I won't I'll keep my mouth shut. Just on but just a little heads up. I know Mike's not a big fan of a lot of tight ends coming out here next week. But uh you know if you got any questions about the QBs or any position or any dynasty question whatsoever, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. And I'm at Dynasty Matt at Dynasty Nerd Mike. And of course we have the lovely sites uh Twitter handle at Dynasty Nerds and we have a great forum on there that people got in we answer your questions on there as well if you get more than 142 words, letters, alphabetic characters. characters. Dude, don't be such a character over there. <laughs> Trying to get some down here on the podcast over putting words whatever I'm trying whatever. On right. that note. Yeah, and let's wrap let's this wrap it up. Let's wrap this session up, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Thanks. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.